And welcome to episode 351 of the Siren Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my co-hosts Peter and Jake. That's that's right, Kurt. Um, I'm Clark Beveridge, here with the Mocktail Addict edition of the cast. Just because there's no alcohol doesn't mean you just can't get fucking stuck on a nice virgin daiquiri. Isn't that just sugar and lime and that's the key <laughs> mm, sugar and lime we used to do hits of those as a kid i think we were doing tequila shots back in i was gonna say back in like victorian england you know when candy was like oh we dried a lemon peel and, <laughs> and dipped it in liquid sugar mm. what one of the fucking so like every now and then i come across like Here's the, the strangest tiktoks the, the strangest tiktoks i've ever seen and like they usually consist of like some guy at a candy store making his own lollipops from scratch which meant mm-hmm. in like rural china he would just pour out a thing of sugar onto the counter and take a blowtorch and then just melt it and then stick a dirty stick <laughs> inside of it wait for it to cool and then hand it to a kid and i'm just like what what did i do tiktok to get my algorithm to be like this is what i want to see See, TikTok has entered the phase of the game where now they're trying to influence your your thoughts by tuning yeah. your algorithm. They feel that you're they're conditioned like to accept store. everything on TikTok as factual and, and what you want. So this is a test pilot of that, mm-hmm. showing the ingenuity of the rural Chinaman. Uh, I yeah, I think it's I think it's subliminal messaging. Like maybe open open your own Chinese candy shop. And start influencing America on the benefits of melted sugar <laughs> and yeah. melted sugar lollipops. Really trying to corner the market on that. As uh, as a little boy comes in with his, I don't know, I don't know what uh, Chinese yen yuan. I hands believe me a, a hand, handful of a uh, handful of Chinese yen or euro or some some bullshit that they got over there. <laughs> And is like here, here, Churro. Mister. He's got give me one churros. <laughs> give me one sugar lollipop and some dried euros. scorpions. He's got a bunch of lamb in his hand. And Yo. I'm like, all right, there you go. Y'all ever have pork floss? <laughs> well, I'm, well we're I, talking about Chinese. Treats. I've, I've had had Bob Ross's moss floss. <laughs> is that is is pork floss like chitlins? Is that? Uh, similar in dryness, but exactly the opposite <laughs> texture. Um, oh, I've never had chitlin, so. I still have no frame of reference. All right. Um, cot- think think cotton candy, but made of meat instead. Ah, yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Um, How did they it's, know? It, it's quite delicious. They just take shredded pork and just continue to shred it. Until that's smart though. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I've I have had a fair few afternoons in my late teens where I would just sit on the couch with a hand hand in the pork floss tub, just picking Wait. pieces out. 
didn't Jack Lynx do this a while ago when they're like, hey, you know what be you know you know what's a real good seller? Chew tobacco. What if we did that with our jerky? <laughs> and we told kids to pack a lip of Jack Link's original blend powdered jerky. <laughs> I mean that's basically what Big League Chew is all about. I mean, supposed to mimic chewing tobacco. It's it's the uh, it's the big tobacco pipelines. You start off using big league chew, jerky and, chew, and, uh, oh youth my baseball. God. It comes and in then, a tin. And then next thing you know, you're buying two tins of skull mint <laughs> on yeah. your way into your construction <laughs> job. <laughs> next thing you know, you got an imprint in your back pocket of a of a. A cylinder of a circle Copenhagen can, and you're you're asking all your buddies to give you their uh, their extras because you got plans for a cool table. <laughs> I, you're just reminding me of my one my one classmate, um, uh, our 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 man John, who was he was absolutely like he would carry around his spit bottle everywhere. <laughs> he and it looks he did like chew soda during the day. Oh. He had he had the curliest. Uh, trucker hat like it curled around because he would oh. just he'd curl it in his spare time so it almost like it almost made the full horseshoe <laughs> and um and he would always be out for you know yeah. um hunting and fishing days and he was he was a rather erudite individual when he chose to be <laughs> but he mostly just didn't give a fuck he was a real fashion icon because those rips in his jeans were authentic but they weren't like he didn't buy him like that and then everybody's He's... like hey we should buy him like that Instead of doing hard labor and rip our jeans, stonewashing uh, yes. them. I remember those days of getting up at the ass crack of dawn and and grabbing my fresh starched pair of of Levi's <laughs> and having to crack them open and slip on into those itchy bastards. I have to imagine like the earliest Levi's were like wearing cardboard around your legs. <laughs> oh yeah, they were. They were not. They were probably meant to act as like more of a, a a pain for the horse that you're riding it's like oh god it was to save you as you were khakis. being dragged by a horse uh, so what the fuck were we talking about this this doesn't pork fucking floss. lead into where where we're coming from we're coming from but, pork floss i i but as long as we're talking about the wild wild west we... might as well say hey we're coming from uh well the old mercantile shop that uh that has your 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 dried up scorpions and gumballs and real sugar. genuine snake oil <laughs> melt caramelized sugar lollipops you know the real good stuff here it'll be about a penny for a gumball but don't right. reach in with your grimy ass hands use the scoop yeah you, you, <laughs> you goddamn savage you dirty your dirty hands. I don't, I don't care how how bad your your mom's apple pie tasted because you got shit apples in them. I think this movie takes the cake for worst callback. Yeah, like I as as anger inducing as the one in the Tomorrow War was, <laughs> this one ah the volcano. Just, <laughs> this one just it was just worse. I was like, why would you use this as your callback? It, yeah. This, there's so did did Nick Cage did our more Nicky Cage make this did he produce this? No, but about twenty five no. companies did, apparently. 
Oh yeah, we gotta put them in the beginning. The develop, the developer splash screens. There was like twelve of them, and then they have the gall, the absolute gall, to fucking open with credits where they go through all ten or twelve of them again. The first like five minutes of this movie is to logo splash screens and credit of the production companies. You know, I. I, I at first thought that like this might have been directed and written by like the same ten year old, but I was it's not he's not a ten year old he kind of looks like a ten year old. I forget what's the name of the director on this. Uh, Brett Donahue. That sounds Donahue. sounds like a man. Don't know who. Donahue. And Don- then the writer is Carl W. Lucas, who oh. definitely belongs in. The the cast of Sons of Anarchy. Um, goddamn, I'd like to run my fingers through that beard, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, it's probably two toned. Also, oh, it's the best kind of beard. Wait, we're, so wait, Brett Donahue, the actor, the guy with like this, with the thinnest face I've ever seen. Called yeah, he Lucas. is an actor who's, director who is noted for his role in Slacks. And this is Brett Donahue, who definitely looks like a man who knows a thing or two about the Old West. <laughs> Wait, hold the fuck up. I'm sorry. I just clicked oh. on the description for Slacks uh, from the makers of the Turbo Kid. <laughs> when a possessed pair of jeans begins to kill the staff of a trendy clothing store, <laughs> it's up to Libby, an idealistic young sales clerk, to stop its bloody rampage. Oh, yeah, he's got... He's listened to the fucking... Hits he's got. <laughs> this is just fucking yeah, awful. Private eyes. He was in. He was in bad blood. What the the Kennedys after Camelot? Oh no. Yeah. All right. This is this is bad. I I I feel like I understand better now. <laughs> where it, it where always amazes me, the amount of movies that just exist. <laughs> That I've never heard of that are like American movies that are just super small and I just wonder how they get made how they get money people yeah. have dreams money. They... people know people uh, you know investment places have money they want to lose to offset other tax liabilities <laughs> crazy well regardless this movie was about an autistic cowboy and his autistic daughter yep in a very weirdly written wild west yes it's um we'll we'll we will jump all over this i'll leave you blindfold it on a shooting range and one of us has (laughs) has a loaded gun but we don't know which (laughs) if that doesn't make you want to fast forward about i don't know an hour or so this movie, Man, I don't know what this does. movie just dance. Okay, I, I will save it for the appropriate time. But my God, this movie was a tease. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. This movie was missing Jennifer Coolidge, though. I feel like she's really hot right now, and if they could only snag her, you know, get do a little cameo or something like that, or have that be the mom. <laughs> Jennifer You're not that. gonna kill me, you dirtbag. 
That was my best. Je- Jennifer Coolidge, you know where'd you come from? <laughs> I, <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. You got the spirit of it. You really did. And I think that's important when we talk about <laughs> this trailer from our segment, Trey Watch. The segment where we watch trailers. For this trailer, <laughs> we have a ghost. <laughs> yeah, we have a ghost. It's... Um... Very spirited. It's movie. something, you know. It's it's a comedy, I think, ostensibly, featuring the ghost of David Harbor's career. Yeah, David Harbor really not in a great place. Ooh. Neither is uh, I say- Anthony Mackie, who looks like he's he's put on twenty five pounds since <laughs> since the last Marvel project he did. He doesn't he doesn't have to do Falcon for a while, so <laughs> they're like, hey, it's okay. We'll. We'll just give you that new diabetes drug and and you'll uh, shed from, it like crazy. He's gone from the falcon to the pigeon. <laughs> Perhaps the Cornish game hen. <laughs> I do gotta say, I like the premise of the movie, um, and I was thinking the entire time this should have been the new Velma remake. <laughs> That's. I mean, that's not a bad take. Well, you, any, any, well like, there is. The, I, I would take honestly anything over the, the Velma remake. See, can we call so, it the Velma yeah, remake? I'm, I'm with you because there was never an original Velma series. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Scooby Doo reboot. Um, this through the lens of a racist Velma. Why didn't they just name her Velcro? <laughs> like her, she just was made of Velcro. And it was and all Scooby Doo. It was the same. The same Scooby-Doo premise, except one of them is just a person made of Velcro. Yeah. And then just have, like, Michael Cusack, like, write it and do all the voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not really oh. the ghost grabber. Oh, Daphne, you don't like me because I'm Indian? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> you never been fond of me. <laughs> gonna hit, Norville. Gonna hit a little butt after the, after the mystery don't... there. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> you won't do weed with me anymore. I feel like I'm on the outside of something here. <laughs> just it's just Rick and it's just Bush World Adventures. It's a Bush but, World. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, Mr. He did, Michael Cusack did uh did Bush World. I think he's the uh the voice of the knife in uh You should watch we gotta life. watch Koala Man. Koala Man? Yeah, yeah, it's his newest uh series on HBO Max, eight episodes. Okay. I'll consider it better. Yeah, we can we can talk about that trailer. <laughs> I keep on seeing that trailer on uh, Prime Video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it on? Is it on Prime? I thought it was HBO Max. Whatever. Uh oh, is it HBO? I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe. Um. No, Hulu. We're all fucking wrong. What's up with us? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. No, I said Hulu. Well, I, I did not say anything else. <laughs> I must have gone. I right ignored you. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't <laughs> actually say me. Didn't hear a bit. I didn't say who. Um, we should talk about this trailer just for a second. Um, David Harbour is a friendly ghost, like Casper. Yeah. And he wants to figure out why he's, uh, why he's a ghost. And there's a funny family who's interacting with him, and it's like a lighthearted comedy. And then there's the e- they they did they do evil Ghostbusters, so I can channel all my rage. It, and 2016 Ghostbusters. <laughs> so I mean, it looks it looks fine. Yeah, I it's, mean, it could it it has a very high potential to not suck. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it has a high potential to be good, but definitely high uh, high chance of not sucking. Yeah, 
Um, it's my official statement. There's some there's some good SFX going on, and at the same time, you know, when he needs to go through walls and shit, looks fine. And then the rest of the time, it's him with a they put a transparency filter over him, <laughs> and they sprinkle. They did like the Star Trek like glitter in a bottle around him, <laughs> like from the o, the original series. Yeah, Pretty the effects much. might might get a little weird. Um, can he wait? So my question is: Can he touch stuff, or can he touch stuff? He can, it seems he, it seems to be a matter of plot convenience. Yeah, he can. I think he can like choose to phase uh, in and out or to become solid or not, uh, because he phases through a cop car and then grabs the steering wheel and and makes him crash. Yeah. Um, which is which just sounds a little like broken because if he ever has an issue, he could just like phase through the ground, come up and like reach through somebody's heart and stop it. Yeah, it is. It, they need to. The devs need to rebalance that ability. Yeah, ghosts are broken in this patch. Jake, was that a JoJo reference? Is that a reference to Part Three, in which Jonathan Joestar or uh, Jotaro Kujo he stops his heart using his stand in order to. <laughs> Convince the gay vampire Dio that he's dead. <laughs> yes, Peter. I don't think Dio's actually gay. That's exactly. But he's definitely a fabulous vampire. <laughs> That's exactly what no. it was, Peter. <laughs> and he has to stop his heart using a psychic punch ghost so that Dio thinks he's dead. So he can get close enough that he can Jotaro can put a stop sign through the man's head. It's I'm all very logical and well explained. I'm trying to. S- I, I I feel like if I watch the anime, um, it'll ruin the jokes for me. <laughs> You, I don't. You may be right about that. I mean, it it starts to be a lot less funny. The jokes about like the the sentient uh, fungus re you know reanimating uh, like a dead woman's corpse, and that's one of the good guys. Oh, the bad guy I... turns people into snails, <laughs> and then a priest. Then a priest accelerates the universe to the end of time, so it loops back around again. Okay, let's let's this anime let's talk about like a anything else. Kurt, why do you not like anime again? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems awfully convoluted. <laughs> well, couldn't be more convoluted than I don't know Shazam: Fury of Gods. Which, the, fur, the furry of the gods. I guess this is trailer two. It's been a minute. Um, yeah, I, I think I remember them like revealing kind of the antagonist mm-hmm. wizard witches things. But there's Wait. a lot more like CGI demon beast things too. Yeah, they had some left over from the the last movie, so they figured we should put them in. It'll fit, sure. Um, so. Much like you know, you know, hopping on the latest trends, I guess trees, big trees, are the uh, the threat of the hour. Well, hopping on the also hopping on the latest trends, uh, they put the whole movie in a trailer. Yeah, I didn't think DC would go that it would do the thing, but it did the thing. I guess is a don't put a pass classic on. two minute thirty second trailer, which is the the big honking movie synopsis which they can they can break up like cattle into its its various cuts <laughs> yeah um so from from this short synopsis <laughs> i mean it looks pretty uh it looks pretty standard in terms of the story beats 
Yeah. Who knows if they're they're misleading us? I I don't I don't know sure. what to expect from this. I wouldn't expect too much from this. Well, the movie could be fine, but in terms of like swerves and surprises and setting up future stuff, I I really I don't think that that's gonna be be a thing that happens with this one because I think this is just the last movie of the the old regime at DC. Yeah. So it'll just kind of be its own thing, and it'll stand on its own merits. Hopefully they'll be able to, like, just be conclusive about this movie. Like, just don't don't put any plot hooks in. Yeah. That's that's my main... Like, don't set up a confrontation with Black Adam, even though it is kind of weird to go a whole, you know, movie series of a character without him facing his most well-known villain nemesis who also got a movie yeah and uh uh didn't they set up like a another different villain in the last shazam movie yes um because it was it was dr seven in this one and there was like it was the caterpillar and um who else yeah like it was doesn't shazam have like a more uh well, it was Black Adam. I'm like, oh, what's his more popular villain? Yeah. Um, yeah I know very good. little about Shazam. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Um, don't don't know a lot. That's a lot of what. Yeah, that the whole drama between that and Marvel Comics is a lot. <laughs> I feel like that eclipses a lot of his actual uh, comic runs. Yeah. Yeah, Doctor Savannah is like the one mm-hmm. which we got in Shazam one. Um, the, we got the Greek goddesses Athena, Hespera, and Calypso, which are going to be in this one. I don't know if those are his like main villains though. I'm trying to think. I I got nothing. I but but nowhere in this, nowhere in any of this DC DC stuff, did we ever get Gorilla Grodd. Maybe in the Flash show. Maybe in the Flash show. Yeah, we got it in the Flash show, and he popped up for a bit there. Um, But it wasn't wasn't anything like... I think it was an episode or two. Um, Because I think they'd go to, like, the... Not the planet of the apes, but, like, the city of apes. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they they have a little little fun adventure there. Yeah, I think it's just Ape City. City. Gorilla City. Gorillaville. It is, no, it's Gorilla, Gorilla City. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 which is like the Wakanda of the DC universe. Well, there's a couple like Wakandas of the DC universe because there's a Gorilla City, and then like a block over is like Black Adam's. Oh yeah, Kondak. The, his kingdom. Like, Kondak his is not kingdom. a world power though. No. <laughs> oh, well, I'm talking about like secret cities that are closed off and secretive and championed by a by a superhero it's almost like these things copy each other it's like poetry it rhymes yeah (laughs) poetry it rhymes uh you people got another trailer yeah you you people will forever be seared into my memory because as i was writhing in pain in the emergency room waiting area um Oh no! There was a Today Show spot yeah. with one of the actresses from You People. 
Um, yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, we should mention Kurt's trying to evolve his Eevee into a kidney on. He needs. You need the. You need the appropriate stone for that. The extraction process is quite painful. I understand, but it may, if you just, uh, may actually cause leveling your... down. <laughs> it uh, was not a fun time. Well, if I was uh, a David Harbor and a ghost, I would just reach on over and scoop it out of you, you know? But uh, technology hasn't improved, I guess, to that point. We can't. Yes, we can't. Uh, what's the word? Not transparent, but uh, trans, trans something through. Transcend this reality? Yeah, to remove kidney stones. <laughs> One day. Casper the kidney you know, plucker. <laughs> That 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 is a big um uh, big dig into the argument that we live in a patriarchy, because I feel like uh, if we actually lived in a true patriarchy, we would have figured that one out. Kidney stones, yeah, make them less painful. But I guess uh, I guess throwing drugs at it <laughs> is more yeah, American why, than why apple pie. Why don't we stop the war on drugs and begin the war on kidney stones? <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't vote, because no politician that, will ever back wait, my main concern. Wait, is that the Adam Sandler movie, Uncut Gems? <laughs> uh, well, that doesn't make sense, because he's Jewish. Do you know if you'll to get to cut. keep it when it comes out? Hopefully. Um, you gotta ask I have card. to... I have to... Um, Give it to the urologist. I was going to say, if it, uh, you know, if you wanted to think about maybe proposing, (laughs) couldn't think of a better rock. Something you made yourself. It's like the human pearl. It's okay. That's me. Either that or tonsillitis. The you know tonsillitis, where the the shit that grows in the back of your fucking mouth, and you go and it smells like like a dying corpse. (laughs) Behold, (laughs) the man pearl. (laughs) The man in all of its divine beauty. (laughs) Well, that the tonsil stones are definitely like more pearls than 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 a. Kidney stones, because uh, I guess pearls are made are like technically like hardened saliva. Yeah, and a and a and an oyster. Little snot balls, <laughs> glowy yeah. time snot balls. So that's pretty cool. Um, the other thing that's pretty cool um, is Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> which speaking of pearls, D and D is having a moment uh, right now. Yeah. So we we yeah. got the movie. The trailer one just came out, but I think maybe the other one was... Yeah, there was a teaser a while ago, and I was pretty excited after seeing the teaser. I thought the movie uh, was going to be... was going to turn out to be pretty good. Um, I'm a little less confident in that after seeing this trailer. Yeah. It, it, it might be a little generic. Um, yeah. But maybe the characters can make up for it. I. It felt uh, like they were trying they too hard with best. a lot of the characters, you know. Like, I, I feel like everybody's just trying to make a Marvel movie, you know. Everybody's got to have the quips. Mm-hmm, everybody's got to yeah. have like the, the action and like the joking. I guess if you're gonna do it with anything though, D and D is like kind of the moment to do it because when you play D and D, that's kind of the vibe, like. In a serious moment, you're gonna seduce the dragon to kind of try to fuck it. Um, yeah. 
Um, I, it is interesting that they went with this instead of um, something a little more, de- I guess, defined in the in the media, like Baldur's Gate, because that has like a story behind it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could take parts of a module, I'm sure, and uh, adjust it for this. Uh, I mean, I, I this has like all the D and D stuff, so I'm assuming that like Wizards of the Coast is all about this, and I'm sure. They My might. guess is that they just had some writers who knew kind of the stuff behind D and D and didn't really know the lore, so they couldn't like. They're just probably going to take um, important names like I, I, I want. I doubt like I'd find Vecna or something like that, mm-hmm. but um, you know they they might drop the name of like Vecna's hand or Vecna's eye, and that might be the MacGuffin that they have to go. Yeah, get. which is kind of what um, I was I was hoping for it not to be like the teaser kind of made it seem like a lot of these, you know, recognizable D and D elements would have been very organically woven into the story. This trailer made it look a little more like in there for the sake of being references to the source material. You know what? They definitely go. So I'm looking at, I'm watching this trailer now. So there's definitely a portion. There's like a 10 minute portion of the movie where they're, they've been thrown into the Coliseum and that's where they do the dungeon part of Dungeons and Dragons, because they have that maze that rises up, and they're like, "How do we do a dungeon?" And like, there's the dragons, obviously. <laughs> like, okay, you got to put dragon in there, but but will the audience know <laughs> about the, they'll be asking, "Where's the dungeons? <laughs> Where's the dungeons?" <laughs> I, this movie was called yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. I don't feel like I got my dungeons. Like here's your goddamn dungeon. It pops up and there's there's the mimic and there's a gelatinous cube. Oh yeah, there there are certain things, but of, of course in, in nerd community we've got to pick it all apart. And there were a few things I think that were pointed out that don't make a hundred percent sense. Oh, I'm sure there'll be more. Like than how a few. the druid barely wild shapes. <laughs> well, the druid actually cannot wild shape into a owl bear. That's the oh. one thing that that druid does. Um, you can only do that with like polymorph, um, because the owl bear is like a, I think like a, maybe a class three it's monster. Too, it's too complicated a creature. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. It's like that's how they balance it. Like you can't like just transform at your at will into like a fucking sea beast into a or tarask. A yeah, into a tarask. Wild so, like, shaped To the level of animals you can, but like if you want to be a bird or a horse, like yeah, you're you're fine. Um, I, oh, it's size, I think, actually. Um, uh, and it might be sizes that you've seen. So I think you can do like a, a medium creature, medium animal, mm. which uh, an owl bear, I think, is considered large. Oh, yeah, look at the fucking uh, size of it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they just, I would hope that they plan this out so that it just needs to be successful enough that they can maybe put some module themed movies out there like like do a curse of strad movie do a descent in avernus movie mm-hmm. do a Icewind dale movie for christmas so the other reason why i'm saying that like, dnd is having a moment right now is because we've also got the season two of um critical role show box mm-hmm. machina that is released on prime video the i just finished the first season uh and that was fantastic um, I like watched it, put it down, and, and came back to it. Um, fantastic show! Like these would be good comparisons to show like how a D and D show compared to a movie can be, and right. like the 
why things worked certain ways. And it might just come down to writing um, because mm. I think ultimately the plot's not like insane. Uh, but right. it, it definitely things like I think uh, D&D needs that like thick plot line of uh, twists and turns to help it go along. And we also got the announcement for Critical Role's second campaign is getting a show, uh, The Mighty Nine. So Amazon is just giving Matt Mercer like bags on bags on bags of money. Um, a, and these voice actors are loving it. It's a strong investment because, yeah, like, I mean, it's got to be a pretty safe bet. I mean, as much as studios like to meddle in stuff, um, the fact that Critical Role has put down two very large series of mm-hmm. and done all the writing and it's i yeah. i don't know how how it is on ratings but i assume it's got it's successful enough to uh warrant for so investment all you have to do is like okay do the animation and voice acting on top of it yeah and you got like, yourself they've a already show. got the, they've already got most of the casting done they just need to do like extras um like the main the main characters are all casted. Um, the main story beats are pretty much already put in place by Matt Mercer, and he, the guy who did it is involved, so he can change things if he didn't like the way they went originally, uh, which I believe they do every now and then. Um, they can make a streamline if they want it, so they don't have to like dwell on random shit for three hours. Because there's right. a lot of content that came out of d- doing those sessions. They have the first campaign was like. Um, 140, 150 episodes of like three to four hours each. So, yeah, quite a bit. Uh, and then the Mighty Nine, I think, is a little bit shorter, but that has um some pretty good uh story beats too. Same voice actors, um, just different story. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, D and D content, it's out there, licensed. Yeah. In, it's yeah, in the ether, sure. just like um, box office returns are in the ether. On on the follow up, the segment where I guess we, that really was it. Where we look at at the follow up things, uh, the box office. That's it. Box office for <laughs> domestic weekend three, January twentieth through twenty second, twenty twenty three. Uh, in first for the sixth straight week is Avatar: The Way of Water, bringing in twenty point one million, down thirty eight point seven percent, which uh, I think should put it. Yep, it's over two billion. Yep, I did see that headline. Two point oh five four, which All I right, think there it's they're going forward makes it like the third most highest grossing movie ever i'd be curious to see if that's faster than avatar one um it sure seems like it i you know i don't know part of me wants to say no but the other part of me isn't sure because yeah at 700 million is a lot and that's how much more avatar one made it's not nothing i got no clue um, yeah, because I, I just I just figured out. So there like, oh, used to be this really great feature on IMDb before they did the redesign or, or the uh-huh. box office mojo before it got bought by IMDb, where you could compare movies in a series at, to certain milestones, which one got there faster. That'd be real useful right about now. 
It'd be excellent. But um, it was cut in the Great Purge. Could, um, I know you could go to franchise rankings. Yeah. Click on Avatar Way of Water, but I don't know how much. Oh, it's yeah. an I, it's behind IMDb Pro Paywall. Oh fuck that, yeah. dude! I will say, um, this is only it's only in its sixth week. I know it's felt like a lot longer than that, but it's only been here six weeks. And considering how long Top Gun Maverick yeah stayed in theaters, uh, I think over the course of the next mm-hmm, fourteen weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we I think it can get there. You think it's you know, gonna get I there? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they do yeah. something like they start getting it out of theaters, get sound to like two K theaters after like ten weeks, and then eleven to fifteen weeks or something like that they announce like a, a re release. Maybe with like I don't know, updated three D or something like that or When's Earth Day? The tw- April director's cut. Earth Day is mid-April, like, so that's I mean that's almost towards the end of the run. They can do the the Earth Day Pandora Day <laughs> Avatar re-release. Like we know there's extra footage, so maybe he re-releases it, and the theaters are okay with taking a bigger hit and release like a four-hour movie. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Who knows, dude? It's James Cameron. Let's raise the bar. Got to. Can't let Tom Cruise and his Scientology methods. <laughs> the battle his, of it's uh, the battle of the egos, yeah. Yeah, can't can't let that beat his uh, anti-imperialism. Wait, be, it, I mean, it, I mean, it's already as, Avatar's already beaten Top Gun Maverick by yeah, like five hundred million bemoan, dollars. Like the Avatar, um, the the box office revenue of Avatar, and now how we're gonna have to sit through all these movies. I remember when we were popping off, or not popping off, but we were reporting the news stories where, like, uh, Top Gun almost did as good as in Avengers. Yeah. And then Avatar is in here and just like, boom. <laughs> hold my Pandoran beer. Hold my whale. Hold it. <laughs> I, I I never really saw them. We, we don't really see them eat too much. No, I don't we'd... know what they eat. They haven't. They haven't. He hasn't perfected that. And a- Avatar three will be the the way of cooking, and then it'll be like showing all how like look how great their their food and chewing. And it's gonna be just a uh, uh, what do they call that? The where you just the, eat a bunch of stuff on camera. Mukbang. No, Avatar mukbang. <laughs> Avatar mukbang. Three hours. <laughs> this Avatar is eating for nine hours. So we're gonna go all the way to the box office. The, the 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 evil avatar makes a little space crawfish boil. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now we're gonna dump this out on the table. We're all gonna eat it. Ooh, wow! Avatar buffet. Reminder to everyone at money. home: you can do that with a crawfish boil. You are not allowed to do that with spaghetti. <laughs> Uh, have you seen this? Have you, yes, yeah, I really wanted. To where the maybe misguided ass parents were like, "Oh yeah, we'll do like a, it'll be a group <laughs> meal on the table, and we'll not use plates." Which for some foods is is almost except like a crawfish boil. Like everything's already kind of out there, and you drained all the water off, so it's pretty dry. Yeah. And you know, if you've got like bread and cheese and snack platter, you okay. But when you put spaghetti <laughs> on your fucking disposable. You're fucking. Hey, oh what's wrong God. with laying out some aluminum foil and no, it'll be it up newspaper, spaghetti, huh? and they'll put their boiling hot spaghetti on the newspaper no, to soak up all newspaper. those. Ca- yes, 
No, 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 no. Aluminum foil. You gotta put plastic wrap or some shit down. You can't do newspaper. I've seen this before, yeah. People do it, white people do it with like nachos. They, do, they Wait, lay this out is... like bags of tortilla chips and they just smother it with This image is not relevant to our discussion. Nachos. I thought we we would go into the image there. All right, well, Avatar is still in first. Getting back on track here. Uh, in second would be Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, with $11.8 million, down 18.4% from the previous week. Um, but still having brought in a very respectable $303 million worldwide. Uh, good on it. Yep. I mean, Shrek, bo- Shrek broke the mold, and because now all that glitters is gold. Like a shooting star. Uh, Megan yep. brought in $9.7 million, down 47%. Um, in fourth, it made its money. Yeah, it made its money Making back. This coast. Um, in fourth, missing opening in fourth here, nine point one million dollars in three thousand theaters, and um, just eleven million worldwide. So no international release, and it didn't have a a late week surge. Um, this was, was this was the sequel to like searching or looking or something and it's all done through. Yeah. So af- the synopsis um, is UI. after her mother goes missing, a young woman tries to find her from home using tools available to her online. Now, if that's not compelling cinema to you, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Is this, is this made by the same, like, is this meant to be like a unofficial sequel or is this, um. I think it's like a twin, a twinema kind of. I think it's a spiritual deal. successor, like the same. I think the same studio and director made the last one, so we wanted to make another one with the same premise. I don't know that about. I mean, we saw the we saw the trailer for this. It looks yeah, looks mid. It it didn't grab me. It did mid. A man called Otto falls down into fifth, $8.8 million, down 31.4%. Uh, that made a paltry $58.4 million worldwide, but probably didn't cost you terribly much. Plane falls another spot down into sixth, $5.2 million, down 48.6% from the previous week, so... Not doing too good for playing there. Twenty five and a half million. You could million say playing is crashing in the ratings. Went, went, and in seventh in its second week, making a uh, very, very paltry one point six million dollars in fourteen hundred theaters is House Party, and House Party is of significance this week because it finds itself thrust. Into our spotlight. Um, right. And uh, to be reviewed by by people who I don't think go to house parties. No, I, I would I would strongly I would bet I would bet soundly that uh not a high percentage of these people. I don't know if they gather in houses. I don't know that they understand the concept of what a house is. <laughs> I think they're just nomadic tribes. <laughs> wandering in reviewing movies wandering from Go cinema to cinema <laughs> wondering when which will be the next review home 
If they were, you know what? I could believe that that uh, IMD movie reviewers are quantum leap style body snatchers <laughs> who maintain their link to, you know, they maintain their anchor hold on their sanity by reviewing movies. <laughs> you can wake up in whatever body you know, you know, a body that's strange to you, but you still log in and you're still Ferguson Six. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're not going to hear from Ferguson Six just yet. If at all today, he's he's not here today. Oh, well, that's a shame. He he de- decided uh, maybe uh, smartly to avoid this. <laughs> he said it's not worth my Ferguson Six's time. Uh, but Ali Pacoon had uh, no such objections. Uh, he gave a ten out of ten review to House Party. Good movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Admittedly, I haven't seen the original but I don't really think how good it is compared to another movie matters. I thought that it was one of the funnier movies I've seen in a while. I will probably watch it again. and will recommend it to other people I know that like comedies. I think it was a fun watch, and it's easy to not think much about other things when I was watching it. I don't really have anything else to say about it, but I was surprised by all of the bad reviews it's getting and thought I should give my opinion on it. So people would know that it's not an inherently bad movie. Two out of eleven found that helpful. <laughs> that's so sweet. There's that's so wholesome. It's not inherently bad. I watch it and I feel better about my life. The uh, the one out of tens do not they, pull their punches. They're yeah, they're coming to play today. They're coming to play. Entertainment's Paradise says one out of ten. One word to describe this movie is horrible. <laughs> Not the best title, but I think the content is what we're after. I don't know what I just watched, but the beginning of this movie was unamusing <laughs> due to all the jokes flopping. I felt a bit of secondhand embarrassment. Unfortunately, Damon Tozen Cole, Tozen Cole, what is that the character? No clue. One of the protagonists leads the charge of bad jokes by being so forceful and not relatable. Is it getting awkward in here? The movie could have developed a sense of a plot. As a viewer, you know it is about a house party, but where is the substance? It is as if they spent all their money on one-liner cameos. It felt like they just threw a whole... Well, that's not how they... Threw a whole bunch of things together. Therefore, it was clunky and didn't amuse... Or didn't make sense. And this doesn't even consider the weird climax twist with Kid Cudi and the Illuminati. What was that about? Dude, spoilers. <laughs> is this house party or a medieval special LeBron was happy to say the n-word on camera <laughs> the movie tried to incorporate aspects from the original house party and pay homage to the 90s films while incorporating current Instagram comedians but it didn't work or feel meaningful this is garbage Ultimately, this was a complete. This was a waste of a movie theater trip. I will never watch this movie again. I laughed more at how awkward it was compared to the actual jokes. 
House Party felt like a TV special movie with some big names attached to it. This was the actor's first time trying to do a comedy special. Grade F. 14 out of 18 found that helpful. Thank you. I felt like I just got scolded by, like, a Catholic school teacher. Put down. Um, From Nicholas Roop. Uh, 5 out of 10. Needs more party. Less cheese. Uh, if I was going to say good. less house. I know. It's, it's subverting your expectations, I guess. Uh, now, this could have been good. We haven't, we haven't had an actual house party movie in almost 30 years. And there's room for improvement No, 1990 wasn't 30 years ago. Not at all. I'm young still. <laughs> I'm, I'm a young man. Uh, however, this film has both too much and not enough going on. The house party main characters... Wait, the house party the main characters throw is not as fun or enjoyable as one would hope. We've seen some crazy parties on film before, looking at you, Project X, and this one just never reaches the heights it needs to. That, and we don't have any party going on until about 45 minutes into the film. I mean, if the setup was interesting or funny, it would have been easier to swallow, but it's neither of those things until it gets to the party. Then there's the whole LeBron thing, which could have gone in a fun direction, but just came across as mean-spirited and made LeBron look like a jerk. Uh, overall, I recommend it. I only recommend it if you really, really want to see it. It's not terrible, but it could wait till it hits HBO in about two or three weeks. Eight out of ten found that helpful. LeBron looked like a jerk. Jeez, how? Not since, not since Space Jam. Not since his own movie. Has that happened? Oh, dear. Well, Fear Not, Fair form, Foreman has uh, has the scoop on this movie. Look, it's not a 10, but I had to balance the playing field. No, it's not like the original. It's a contemporary remake. Ellipses. And I was entertained. Ellipses. This movie that I would watch again. Ellipses. The acting is good and the cameos are a trip, ellipses. I laughed out loud a couple of times, so this doesn't deserve the poor ratings. Look at the movie. You will like it. It has the potential for a second. And remember, House Party 3 was the best one, so give these guys some credit. If Blonde is risking his real house for a movie, you know it's something special. Whatever he touches turns to gold. This sounds like George Costanza trying to defend this movie. Keep it up, guys, and give us two more. This is a quality movie slash for period ellipses. 4F24 found that helpful, though. They'll, they'll scramble for the anything. The deranged ravings of a of Fur Foreman. All right. Um, uh, I'm stuck between... Just mean ones and mean ones. All right, I'll I'll do this one because I get to do a British one. Um, absolutely rancid. One out of ten. It's fucking raw. By it's fucking raw. Claudia Veronica Arias. Boyfriend and I left about twenty minutes into this movie. Everyone in the theater collectively felt like they made a mistake paying for this movie. 
which is a shame because they were excited to see it. The first two minutes, I knew this wasn't going to be good. The jokes were forced. No chemistry between the leads. Comedic timing, if you could call anything in this movie comedic, was horrendous. And an extremely slow plot. After ten minutes, I was snapping my fingers like, Okay, get to the next scene. Me boyfriend is white as f- <laughs> I don't know how to say this. <laughs> it's my boyfriend is white as fuck. They said AF. And he even felt like this movie was blander than... Blander? Ned Blanders. Did I do it or do yeah. more bland? Was blander than unseasoned chicken with a side of mayo. Skip it if you consider watching it. Zero out of zero found it out full. Scorching. Not the most helpful. But it's slightly racist. Well, I'm wondering if... Um, is this a... <laughs> is this like a... <laughs> it's like a movie review? Is this an ethnic movie? <laughs> I've never seen... It has Party. two black leads, yeah. Is this like Medea? Is this like a Tyler Perry movie? Tyler Perry's a Medea house party. I don't... Because when I went to go see Boo 2, I felt like I should have been watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this one the, of those movies the, where I like... Cultural appropriation to, was the price of the ticket. I have to go with a friend. <laughs> you know, a friend. I felt like I shouldn't be there. I felt wrong. <laughs> I, should I bring my friend Taj? Like... Token black friend. Well, I'm gonna bring my friend, Sub Zero Gravity, and you know he's cool because it's zero with an X. Oh, what? How does that work? X E R O zero. Oh, I think Z's like cooler. <sighs> Maybe X is even cooler because <laughs> it can be anything. Who knows? Uh, but he did leave this review. He just left this review out here, just plopped it on the ground. Walked away, said like nothing. A, like in front of an orphanage. Um, six out of ten. Like some overcooked chicken I'm trying to cover up with some good barbecue sauce. A remake worth being made, because it was that funny. As a Knicks fan, I hate LeBron James. But I must admit, he made a good choice making these, this remake of the 1990s classic. As a man who was a boy when this film came out, and as such came into this with my arms crossed and a grumpy look, I must admit it started out funny, and it ended funny. The story is lame, and the ending was a little wobbly, but it made me laugh. Far too many funny moments to say this was a bad film. Far too many. Le- LeBron James did everything he could to assure this film worked. He pulled all the stops to get so many cameos, it was just ridiculous. His basketball buddies, rap superstars and icons. Then there were these random cameos for people only viewers as old as me and LeBron would catch. I, I will admit, those were my favorite, my faves, and it kept the laughs going. These cameos were coming like every six minutes and barely lasted a minute. It was like they were adding naked breasts to the movie to assure people would watch it. Then, of course, the story felt like they just combined the first three House Party movies and a little bit of the straight-to-video fourth one (laughs) into one movie. 
such a carbon copy, they had to get these actors to play the roles full force played in the movie. Huge. Because I guess they could not find a new muscle-bound singer-slash-songwriting group that fit the script. Uh, too many similarities that pointed out how they copy and pasted everything, overshadowing any original content. But once again, I gotta say, it's been a while since I laughed so hard at a movie. It was worth seeing just because I did enjoy myself so much. Uh, 8 out of 14. So I was looking through the original House Parties, and um, there's a definite trend in the series' reception. So the first House Party is 6.5 out of 10. Not great, but, you know, decent. House Party 2, right. 5.3. House Party 3, the oh, no. supposed best house party from one of our reviewers, 4.6. And that elusive straight-to-video House Party 4, titled House Party 4, down to the last minute, 2.6 out of 10. Oh, no. Let me see. I need to... I need to learn about this did did you watch the trailer for this i don't remember seeing the i trailer. think i vaguely yeah. remember the trailer we see we saw it yeah. and i think my my response the... was which way and brother <laughs> made this one yeah um yeah the plot was oh we're house sitting for lebron and he's away so let's have a house party yeah and that was apparently lebron's real house that he risked for this movie one of his oh, real really? houses. One of one of his real. No, that's what one of the deranged viewers who gave that movie a ten out of ten said. Yeah, we all know the LeBron's. Oh, LeBron's digital. That's a really bad koala. Oh, they just straight up took like a puppet koala bear from like, like a build a bear and like stuck some of his hand in it and made it high. That's rough. Okay, you know, um, what, you know what's also rough? I have... It reminds that is rough, and it reminds me of that time I got reincarnated as a slime. The movie Scarlet Bond, which coincidentally <laughs> opened an eighth this week. <laughs> this is another reason why I love anime is because they they have come up with the best titles, so you don't have to look up a plot synopsis. Yeah. You got it right there in the title. Well, apparently this is a series. There's more than one that time I got reincarnated as a slime, the movie. Yeah. Well, I think maybe, I guess, uh, there's the show. When I did my my cursory research, because I desperately wanted to do this for a spotlight film, but only one person reviewed it on IMDb, um, I was looking in the related, and there was at least one other that time I got reincarnated as a slime, the movie. Colon this is the subtitle. <laughs> I'm looking up. I'm see now you got me down the rabbit hole of looking up um, uh, names of long names of anime. We've got some really good ones here. Um, we've got. Uh, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? We've got. Uh, do you love your mom and her two hit multi target attacks? <laughs> Uh, we have I couldn't become a hero so I reluctantly decided to get a job sounds like an interesting one we've got my my mental choices are completely interfering with my school romantic comedy 
And of course, the classic, if I don't successfully pick up 420 girls, I am going to die in a lot of different ways. <laughs> the anime. Oh, Jesus. It was a mistake. It was all a mistake. Uh, dropping two spots in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which falls from 7th to 9th. Down 44.7%. Still reckoning at a million point three, uh, which is not nothing after 11 weeks. Uh, that's brought its total to 840 million worldwide. Not Not terrible. Um, and rounding out the top 10, also falling two spots, um, down 15.5%, despite opening in a few more theaters, is The Whale, the, uh, the Brandon Fraser vehicle that is little more than a Brandon Fraser vehicle. Yep. It's there to pick him up some awards, which I hope I, he's, he's in the nomination, so, yep. um, I don't know when the ceremony is i mean i'm not gonna I, we never watch no we just shit. look up the results the next day like sane yeah. people and not waste seven oh. hours of our lives watching a bloated self jerking off <laughs> award sir yeah like again if anything interesting happens if anyone interesting gets slapped we, <laughs> yeah we, we see it we pick it up on it's almost it's been it's been a year guys so, we're having our first slap anniversary. oh Sweet. That, well, there's the one little candle. Just whack the flame off. Keep your flame off the goddamn wick. <laughs> All righty. Let's talk gaming news. Um, Naughty Dog has confirmed that they are done with Uncharted. But The Last of Us? Now, that's an open question, according to... Um, well, yeah. Neil, uh, Neil Druckmann. Yeah. Like, they just released, they just put out the HBO series. They're not going to say, yeah, we're not going to make any more Last of Us. We, we put out the series and we're just, we're just going, we're just done with it. Yeah. Um, I could see them going either way with it, to be honest. I don't know how much more you want to try to mine from that story-wise. Probably enough for a couple side games and maybe another main game. Because they didn't really leave it up for... I don't remember The Last of Us 2. I don't think they left off with that big of a cliffhanger. I don't think there really was that much of a cliffhanger. I mean, it you could continue to explore the concept of what life is like in this world, but I don't know how you make that super interesting for a whole nother, yeah, they, like, 30-hour game. Yeah, they kind of already did it. I mean, you know, I, I, I like it as, like, a two-game uh, kind of deal where the first one was just like, hey, you got this idea to, like, save humanity... And that backfired, and then the consequences of that kind of um, shaped the major plot points of the second one. Mm -hmm. And you really don't have much else to go off of, like, like any anything you would like come up with would be like just you're making a game to make a game. You're you're coming up with plot points at this point. Yeah. Um. 
Xbox has been accused of being woke for a very, very stupid oh, yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is not. And every time these poor defenseless children open up their Xbox to escape from the world, they're going to be reminded that the woke uh, elites are saving trying them to electricity. Tell them the world is dying, and and that they need to be scared, and it's going to make them gay and weak and gay and like it's bad that their their power saving mode is exists but Fella, don't fellas don't is it gay to phone. go dark mode <laughs> <laughs> google is it gay to be on power saving mode see yeah. my phone charger goes down below 15 percent, and then the light pops up and it's red so, which means my phone is turned communist so the the great yeah. The great tragedy that has occurred here is that the Xbox has a uh, carbonware download feature now that will try to schedule uh, system updates for when the electrical grid is using lower carbon sources of power. Uh, and that apparently is woke. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the green, it's the Green New Deal. And what color is the Xbox? Green coincidence, entirely. No. Microsoft is coming. <laughs> oh, here's it. They came for your here's vaccines. Here's a tweet from everyone's favorite Ted Cruz. First gas stoves, then your coffee. Now they're gunning for your Xbox. <laughs> yes, the gas stoves. The gas stoves is really dumb too because they were like, oh yeah, there's like some science report that came out like that like links with some solid evidence, childhood asthma and gas stoves. And people are like, you're taking away our stoves now? It's like, that's not that's not what we said. Nope. <laughs> Shut up. Nope. That, we didn't say that. We just said we came out with science. Your fucking, Shut up. Your fiery fart blasters are fine. Remember like three years ago when they published a study that showed a, a very plausible link between bacon and cancer. We're still eating bacon. <laughs> yeah. They're going to take away your bacon because of those because of all the the proud boys saved us. I'm having line. bacon every yeah. <laughs> Saturday. Be sure be sure to stick a dildo up your ass in honor of the proud boys. Yeah. No, now it's the woke chickens are trying to take away our eggs. By dying. Is it gay, is it gay to have avian flu? <laughs> Extremely. Is bird does bird flu make you gay? <laughs> Only if you're a frog. Oh. Um. Hey, hey, computer, show me this guy's dick. <laughs> so there was a uh, print out the four uh, D, three D, three D, three D. Bit of a hubbub on Steam recently over this $2,000 game uh, which takes less than two hours to complete which happens to be within Steam's refund window so you can purchase the game complete it and refund it in two hours and not have to actually pay the 2000 bucks for it but uh, it seemingly is not even worth the experience. The game is called The Hidden and Unknown, released on Steam this week with an absurd 19999.90 price tag. 
the twist is that the self-published game is purposely shorter than two hours, which means it can be finished without exceeding Steam's playtime limit for no questions asked refunds. If you don't have two grand to temporarily blow on the game, though, don't worry. I've played it, uh, says the article author Tyler Wilde, not me personally. Um, oh, no, I've, I'm reading further into this article. And like at first I was like, okay, it's like one of those gimmicks where they put like, you know, how they have like the thousand dollar app. Which is like the I'm rich app, right? Yeah. You buy it like, oh, I'm rich, or you know, the gimmick was, oh, you can beat it in two hours, and it's like, oh, that's a challenge. <laughs> you're gonna put yourself out two thousand, or you're gonna win. But, but now I'm reading it, and and Kurt can read it and tell you what's actually going on in this game. Yeah, the hidden unknowns creator goes by the pro. Earlier this week, he told the gamer that the high price reflects the semi-autobiographical visual novel's value to them. They encourage anyone who can't afford the game to refund it or just refrain from buying it. I do not wish to get these people in financial trouble. I just price my game as it feels right to me, which is my right. The developer made similar remarks to PC Games N and said that the game is about sharing their story and letting people understand that even if you're in a bad situation, you can work with what you've got. Oh, I'd say it's about a whole lot more than that. The Hidden Unknown begins with an eight-minute long Star Wars scroll which describes an imbalance between masculine and feminine energy that's turning Western men infertile due to testosterone depletion, <laughs> causing women to become increasingly masculine, which will ultimately lead to the end of humanity. So it turns out this $2,000 philosophy lesson is just the same retrograde chiverish supplement hawking YouTube masculinity it was post every day for free. Steve's transformation Have into you ever an wanted open... to play the Andrew Tate visual novel? <laughs> it's only $2,000. Have you ever wanted to, to role play as Dave Bautista's character in Glass Onion? You can for $2,000. <laughs> uh, is, uh, does this have um, how many how many downloads it has? Um, I'm, I'm not sure uh, where to get see, those. Like, publicly? I think those numbers do become publicly available at some juncture. I don't know when and where you find that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the game on Steam right now. That's why I'm yeah, wondering. the hidden and and so apparently. There's it's a visual so it's a visual novel with no characters in it and just use AI generated art, <laughs> and it describes this straw man boy's like growth from a from a regular kid into a super uber mensch, <laughs> like alpha male. That's an it's an interesting way to um, uh, hand out like free games though. Yeah, I don't, I don't so know if that that'd there be was like a, good for anybody, but there was a you could like chop up a game into two-hour bits. Yeah, there is a little addendum at the end that they've people have done this before. I guess one of the previous versions, which kind of what I was thinking of was refund me if you can. Yeah, which is it's a little maze escape game, and you have to beat it in under two hours to get your money back, or just stop playing before the two hours and get your money yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, no, it locks your computer. <laughs> it's just fucking ransomware. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little bit a little bit of game, a little bit of virus. <laughs> it's and and it's thankfully it's only four dollars, so they're not trying to, not necessarily trying to goob you. Yeah, I mean it's it's a gimmick to to bring attention to the game. Obviously, these people likely don't believe that the game is worth two thousand dollars, but. 
no one would be talking about it if it were one of the millions of indie crap shovelware that lines up on Steam yes. every day. With inflation, I can buy even more games for the price of a soda now. <laughs> hey, that makes me really uncomfortable, though. You know how we were like fretting about like games hitting that $70 mark and having that be the new standard? <laughs> well, game just hit $2,000, so... Is that going to set a standard? What is tri- just I, become I'm a sure patient how gamer. How will AAA Studios respond to this? Guys, it's just just become a patient gamer. Why play <laughs> seventy bucks guy- for a buggy, half finished game on launch day when you can wait a weir- year and pay twenty bucks for the same game, only complete and with all the DLC packed in? Or you could pay two thousand dollars for a fully featured <laughs> and complete experience, teaching you about how. The West is turning men into soy boys. <laughs> or it could our man the poop deck and get on your pirate ship and just download it illegally because you wouldn't download a car, would you? I need someone's <laughs> gonna have to look on torrent and see if see see if they have any torrents for the hidden and unknown. I'm I'm sure they do. God, can you imagine? Fucking pirate it. Alrighty. They find you. For the, Speaking uh, of pirates, <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's they're not in the old west. Cowboys are. That's and right. oh, uh oh. Damn, I thought we were talking Nicolas about Cage is Sid Meier's is a cowboy and Sid Meier's is the old way. Um <laughs> I would Lucas. fucking kill for a, a Nicolas Cage pirate movie. I would do dirty things to Nicolas I mean, Cage it's probably movie. let's let's take a cursory it look. It might exist. You know? There's there's a real possibility uh, that it does. Nick Cage pirate movie. What do we got, baby? <laughs> uh, Outcast. Let's see. Uh, a fugitive Chinese prince and his sister enlist the aid of two war weary crusaders. Okay, so this is like, uh, it's like a Chinese fantasy movie. So not necessarily pirates. <clears throat> That's the closest it came though. Well, Next yeah, time. the top hits are that and Prisoners of the uh, Ghost now Land. We're talking about the <laughs> yeah. Which, much like Prisoners yeah, of the go- of the Ghost Land, this movie was really fucking boring. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was good. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're serious or not. Please, please and I'm worried. Do you li- did you like it? I thought it was a digestible uh, little movie um, where Nick Cage could display uh, acting chops. You sound, you sound so unsure. Neutral acting chops. Um, if you liked, you and, know what? This isn't going to be the Batman. <laughs> if you liked it, I'll let you take this one for us. You can. But you, I, I'll you give know, you my it, copy. It, was, it wasn't, it wasn't anything wild. But I mean, it, you know, it, it was. I, it was. Uh, I guess I can agree with you uh, as it, far it, as like there are more offensively bad movies out there, but <laughs> I, I don't know that I would call it super watchable. I'm not saying it. Well, what did I say before? Did I say you said it was I digestible? It, I. I, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, but it was like, um, I don't know. When you get a Hershey kiss, you're not like, ooh, fuck yeah, it's a Hershey kiss. 
that's going to sustain me for a good minute. It's like a little treat that you get for about an hour and 25 minutes. Uh, you know, it was an hour and 30 on Plex. We could, you know, shave off all the, the, the credits the, the, the credits and the beginning bullshit. And you got an hour and 15 minutes. That's that's pretty digestible. Uh, when I when I saw that you know, I only had 20 minutes left, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of felt the same way in that regard. Uh, I, I mean, I'd also like Nick Cage to give me a Hershey kiss for an hour and 25 minutes, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know but, that I do. <laughs> Nicky Smooch is good. I've heard Nicky that, yeah. i heard that. Um, yeah, I, I felt I, I didn't like this movie. Um, I didn't think it was schlock. Well, it was a little schlock, but it I wasn't wanted like... it desperately to be schlock, but it just it didn't yeah. cross over that range. Like I'll I'll let you finish before I jump with my thoughts, but yeah, like it's there's again there's nothing so bad that like I just go oh man, I I just like laughing out loud cackling. I'm just like there was one moment. Know, that had me laughing out loud, cackling. Like, okay, yeah, that um, was, there was a couple. but it's not um, probably not what Nicholas you think. Nicholas Cage, he earns his paycheck. I guess he's in um, all the scenes. How, he's in. Clint Howard, he earns his paycheck. Yeah, Clint Howard's in this movie just, just for reasons. Like, do you want to be the old Civil War guy? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I gotta do. keep my SAG membership active, Clint Howard. Um, I'm Eustace. Yeah. This movie is a fucking cock tease. This movie strings you along for so much of it being like, we're going to give you a John Wick style revenge thriller set in the Old West starring Nicolas Cage. But you never get that. Every time it seems like it's going to transform into that, it's just more scenes of Nick Cage talking to his daughter, saying a whole lot of nothing or scenes of, Clint Howard and and the main antagonist gang, you know, saying a whole lot of and, nothing. And evil Mr. Mushmouth. Yeah. Trying to talk like this and enunciate all this. But, you know, it, it does speak volumes that this is doing so much for the wild, wild west industry that they're progressive enough to portray a autistic uh, cowboy and his autistic daughter. I mean, what, what's that? Uh, right. True grit. Yeah. I mean, it's just autistic true grit. And I, I say that not as like an offensive term, um, but like, boy, they, they dance around the term because back yeah. in the old days, <clears throat> that term didn't exist. And it's like, they clearly have a touch of the autism in some way, shape or form because they got no emotions. Yeah. I thought that was like a bad like casting decision or like a bad direction. Yeah. When um, uh, eh, spoilers, fuck it. When uh, the the Ma gets killed, like this is this is boilerplate. Um, I think it was Western in the trailer. Writing. Yeah, like it's a western. Yeah, the the family gets killed while the while the dad's away. That's that's how you write <laughs> this. Um, but there's the daughter and she's just like not crying at all. I'm like. Wait, did they just forget yeah. to, to write her in? And then they, and then the guys say something about it, and they lampshade hang. I'm like, oh wait, are they like doing? I mean, a they thing? first hint at it when she's in the candy shop, and she gets real grossed out 
by the guy's dirty hands touching the jelly beans, and then he she starts oh. sorting them out by color. That was the first like yeah. hint of it, and I was like, "Oh, is you going to be like some kind of special?" <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of, and she was. You got but I did not. Got that not in the way touch. I thought it was gonna be, and I didn't expect them to be like, "Oh, Nick Cage is also this way." They both have a calm mind in their in their move set. See, I think it works better with the girl. Yes. Um, but seeing Nick Cage and and, and they do break that like emotionless um shell. A couple times, Nick Cage going into the barn and crying, and then, and then the girl at the end crying over, over her father. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually thought that they shouldn't have done that. If if they set her up to be this like emotionless person who like doesn't know how to cry, then why in the end have her um kind of show that that breakdown publicly, um, where you know she could have had that moment to be kind of bossy and like not understand how to cope with the the death of her father yeah. oh yeah it, it kind of related that i should mention um holy tone shift Batman. yeah i did not Fuck i did yeah. not expect the ending to be what it was but at that point i was yeah. so worn out that i i didn't it didn't have much of an emotional impact on me yeah i'm not so um Usually I say hats off to the score people and the the music writers for being like, oh yeah, you really got it. With this one, you're giving me a little scolding. Um, there's a, there is a there's a lot of jaunty cowboy music, and I thought this was supposed to this was going to be a more serious movie than that, but they definitely put a lot of the. Well, it tried to be like. It was it was a very self serious movie for most of its runtime, um, but yeah, I guess the now that you mention it, the soundtrack was kind of an odd choice. Yeah, did not go. It it did not mesh. It stuck out to me like a sore thumb. Um, there were like so, yeah, there were some unintentionally funny moments. Um, the uh, there's that whole scene with the marshals. In that valley, yeah, um, where they're like, just the fact that they're both kind of like, just absolutely cold about it, uh, it kind of brings it around to being funny again. Yeah, the thing like, that got me though is when the marshal told him, "As long as she's in your life, there's no room in your heart for vengeance." I'm like, "Oh, tell me he's gonna go out there and kill his fucking kid," and then like. A couple scenes later, he takes his gun out, says that line, and he like goes up and he points the gun at her. I'm like, "Oh my god, yes!" Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, "What are you? What are you playing at here?" That that was like, I was like, "Oh my god!" If they do it, best movie ever. They fuck. But then they they pussied the out. fuck out. I was like, no, kill your kid. Fucking kill dome her, kid. dude. Be this ruthless, you know, criminal that you're like all talked up. Everybody's treating you like the the Wild Col- West. Uh, Colton Briggs. Wick. It's Colton Briggs. Colton Briggs. Oh, the, like uh, they just Baba didn't Yaga have the fucking budget. I think they wanted to do a John Wick style revenge movie, but they just didn't have the budget to for the stuntmen and the fucking you know 
<coughs> CGI muzzle flashes to do big action yeah. sequences. They couldn't get the uh, the effects pack. Yeah. They they also could have like their really After not... Effects free trial ran out. They could have. <laughs> They could have hidden the fact that the um, the bad guy, the, the the criminal that killed the mother and and whatnot, um, was that, that was such a weak like, ass callback. I'm like, come the fuck on! You could have, you could have had that be a throwaway thing, and like have him just kill this kid or kill this guy, and like not to establish like his character, center his face, and be like, oh, he's gonna have vengeance you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's got like he's like it starts out that way and then by the time they get to the end like the santa fe area and he's like talking with the kid and he starts like spouting off some like devils and demons and like there's a monster inside me or something and i'm like check it out yeah i'll come back to this when when he when nick cage rides into town um side note Nicholas Cage's mustache. <laughs> In the beginning, yeah. Best mustache in Hollywood. Fucking. fucking but they, they fucking, they, they transfer that mustache. They transfer that mustache directly to the Marshal. The Marshal had the same mustache. They just spray painted it like silver and stuck it on another man. <laughs> they reused the mustache. Well, it, it's actually the underside it's oh, actually oh the they, they flip it around. So, yeah. like, when it's time for Nick Cage's scene, he wears it, and then when they go over to the marshal, they he kiss. Goes yeah, up, they have a little kiss. Yeah, and then it, I see. it transfers over, and then it's it's silver on yeah, the yeah, underside. Sure. It's a reversible I pastiche. Call that the, uh, the the western, yeah, the western flip flop. I do appreciate how kind of like little the marshal gave a fuck, <laughs> where he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm just doing a job. I don't know." I gotta get like home to the well, family at the end of the day. I gotta get the guys home. Yeah. Back in those days, people got you know murdered by, by you know prison outbreak people all the time, and and you can't you can't console every little ten year old and grieving father out there. You just gotta be like, well, you can go did, into his house so and eat his food. Though. Sorry. Johnny, Jimmy, get the fuck out of the house. Get out of the, get out of the pantry. She's home. They're gonna, our, just eat his fucking bacon. Our critical thinking ain't... Our critical thinking ain't up to par. And we we saw one body and, and a family photo album and uh, and just thought you Yeah, we only found okay. one of you so that was in the picture. We took your house. But we assumed that that meant all of you was dead. We didn't do any sort of forensics. That's for them fancy boys over in over in San Francisco. <laughs> we treated this crime scene with a great deal of respect after we had our our eggs and bacon. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't even look at the body out of respect. <laughs> we don't. We know didn't go to the crime scene. We didn't want to disturb it for you. We, we don't even know if she's dead. <laughs> we just saw the house was she's empty. She's still laying there. Uh. I heard some noises coming over there. I thought it was some critters got to her. She could be alive. I don't know. Wait, you're Colton Briggs. The same Colton Briggs that it's the name's on the saddle of the horse whose it is in the barn? That same Colton Briggs. I thought I recognized I thought I recognized you, famous. You know what? Nick Cage just fucking likes to do these things where he's the man. Oh, yeah. He is him. 
where he's the main character. He is him in the anime. And he's like out of, out of the game for a while. And something happens where it just pulls him right back oh, in. Yeah. It is Wild West Pig. Yep, he he gets to be the. Well, this is, I mean, this Pig one, was a much better be, movie. <laughs> also, he he gets to be like the mysterious stranger who doesn't have to talk a whole yeah. lot. Um, like in yeah. it's he has more dialogue than Wally's Wonder Wonderland. Um, but I think his two steps were like, you can't have me talk too much, and I get to I get to use my fashion designer to give me the the trench coat because <laughs> that trench coat looks styling. I will say, yeah, but he looked. <laughs> he looked too cool. Too that, cool for this movie. Coat. I think he just wanted the props. I mean, that's what <laughs> I feel like everyone understands that about Nick. Like, if he's coming on to your, if you know where your movie stands, if you're not delusional about the aspirations for your film picture, <laughs> and you bring Nick Cage on, like these are the kinds of things you do to sweeten the deal. Like, Nick, we're gonna we've got some antique rifles. Uh, there's a crocodile on set. We'll give you a cool trench coat. Uh, just come on and do the movie. And uh, there might be some jelly beans in it for you. Learn these lines. Um, yeah, so the I, I like how incompetent the uh, the bad guy's gang oh is. Oh, my God. They're so useless. <laughs> like, Which is great because they're just like some dudes he Yeah, found. there's some version that he like, tries to like pull here and like... So like the end of it is uh, Colton Briggs gets shot by the kid whose father he murdered in the beginning's son, all grown up right. seeking vengeance. Um, he lets him shoot him so his daughter could be spared, and <laughs> the guy's such a non-fret that it feels like a like what the hell moment that he gets to succeed in his objective. <laughs> yeah this is like this is the bad guy for like an off plot episode of briscoe county Jr. yeah this is the, there like, are this several guy gets away, briscoe, briscoe county, like villains wrangles him down in a half an yeah. hour <laughs> like 20 minutes of the episode is spent i, I want to know what is yeah i want to know what his plan was in the in the beginning the the first the first scene well, that we go where the one guy's about to get hung it's it's he was a part of the group that was gonna do the hanging right no wait who Nick Cage yeah yeah he was a bodyguard for the the rich the rich mercantile owner who was hanging the um the guy presumably for stealing or for yeah some stealing crime. from the mercantile I think. So he's going to hang him from outside the mercantile of the show. You don't mess with me and steal from me. And it was an unjust crime, but Nick Cage defended the man who did it anyway, even though that guy died. Yeah. I think Nick Cage might have shot him, too. Maybe, yeah. He he at least yeah. walked in and stole. He took the guy's money, what he owed. He took, yeah, he took the guy's money. He's just like He was just like there to cause chaos. And like let the guy's brother try to attempt the rescue and then just like started blasting people. I play both sides. And, so I and he was gonna walk top. away, but then the, the guy said something to him that pissed him off and that's why he shot him. Yeah. Just it's like it's the weakest fucking revenge motivation 
outside of like the <coughs> Brawley movie, the original one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so our bad guy, who again, I, I call him uh, Mr. Mushmouth because at least towards the end he stopped enunciating his <laughs> oh, yeah. lines. He was He was not yeah, like He he had to pull that one it was the one facial expression he knew for the whole movie. Yeah. That smile. That half deranged smile. They had Nick Cage for three days. Yeah. So they had to fit it all in. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like they the gang botches their first like kind of ambush, and they're like kind of always at each other's throats, all of them. And he's about to pay them in fake money. No, just Mexican money. With fake with newspaper clippings sprinkled in yeah, there. Yeah, for good measure. <laughs> for insurance. It's like you you're running the, the most ramshackle fucking operation I ever seen. Um what uh sorry, side note. Uh what time pl- what time period does this movie take place in? Because I don't know what time period. It could be very very accurate. I don't know, but something just tells me that like I don't know how you have the west in that kind of setting and also have like an 80-year-old war civil war vet. Yeah. Cuz that was only like for, you know, if it was the late 1800s, that was only like 40 years I, ago. I I got to figure it was fucking set much earlier than the civil war because like how little distance they have to travel to be in Mexico would suggest that it's from a time period where Texas was still part of Mexico. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're thinking way too smart about it. They didn't even think about timing of this. It's true. I mean, they get to Santa Fe in like a day. Yeah. From fucking like Colorado. Like Idaho or wherever the fuck they're from. Yeah. Nick Cage comes out of his house. It's on the second floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know if they were planning on uh, people thinking about... What age this is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like... Maybe he wasn't a Civil War know, veteran. My Maybe that's just was, the style of the time. Uh, the pacing of the shots, like the actual shots of film, <laughs> were not, not paced well. No, nothing about this movie was paced particularly well. It, it kind of dragged from... The elements were like all there though. I could you, like it has the beats of your of a classic western of like that movie where the the estranged like the father who's tough but estranged from his daughter learns to love and teach her a few things and she learns a couple things from him and they grow as a pair and they have to defeat the bad guy. It's like I see it. It's there. They have all them scenes. Yep. They're there. It just needs to be. Yeah, this feels like a it feels like the first draft of a movie. <laughs> they put together and they suck with Saban it. Film said good enough like, we've got all these said, investors okay, all lined up they want to return fast let's get this out here yeah I, I really feel like this is a movie that was made readily it like reused props reused uh, some set from like I don't know just, I'm like sure that. the set from Holes is still up. like the set design was pretty good. It's I mean, it probably uses one of the old like I think Warner Brothers still has like Western town lots. 
Maybe, yeah. Like, it just looks like the most generic western town lot. Yeah. Just the old store, mercantile, uh, what was the other, Undertaker, in big white letters. Yeah, the actual fucking saloon. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like we've seen that saloon in another movie. Probably. Probably more than one. I feel like we've seen that saloon saloon in fucking um, Power Rangers... uh, Lost in space. Not in lost space. In space. In space. Yeah. Or remember lost remember that one planet that was like the were. that was like the desert, the Wild West yeah. planet, when all the monsters are in the saloon. Yeah. I feel like it was Probably. that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking who was it? Like a Scorpina who was like just drinking space whiskey or whatever. There. No, it would have been astronomer because uh, Scorpina is from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Don't step to me with this half-assed trivia. That's why I asked and I didn't say. I I was hoping to find some information about the set or something uh, in the trivia section. What'd you find out something else? Do tell. Uh, Because it's also another Wild West movie called Rust that's also being like filmed or was being filmed until uh, somebody was killed. Mr. Baldwin. Certain Mr. Baldwin <laughs> killed somebody. Um, the armor on the shoot was Hannah Gutierrez Reed. On the wait, on the set of Rust or the old an, way? This is the okay, old way. Okay. Who was blamed for a number of unsafe activities by the assistant director and Cage was nearly thrown off the set. She was the armorer on Rust, which was shot after the old way and is being investigated for the death of Helena Hutchins, an injury to Joel Sousa. Oh, good. I'm glad they used the same Due armor. Due unsafe firearm Well, hit. that's the whole, like, thing is that she's Maybe not this is going to be... This, this is pro. Yeah, this is probably going to be used as, like... This movie's probably going to be used as evidence in, um, in like, uh, the manslaughter charge against Baldwin. Yeah. Because, like... He's saying he's not at fault because he never pulled the trigger. But if she's handing out like bad guns that go off without any notice. Well, yeah, it's a good thing that only like a some total of six shots were fired in this movie. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> really convenient. And that. I, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, they were very like there is, I will say at least this in the defense of the old way, like in terms of firearm safety. <laughs> I'm sure it probably probably was a fair bit of negligence, um, but at least in the camera work, it definitely didn't look like any two people were facing each other with guns at any point during this. It was definitely a lot of A, B uh, kind of framing. Yeah. They never put them together in the wide. So I kept on like trying to figure out why they were calling it the old way, and then they did it. They said the yeah. old way. They said the movie... Yeah, we do it the the old way. Um, And they never did the old way, because I'm assuming the old way is where you do the six, ten paces or whatever, turn and shoot. Maybe, or it's just killing people for justice also. I think think it's that one. You just draw. (laughs) A little little Western justice. Yes. I wonder why that's the old way. Well, in the old uh, west, you never, never, like, did ten paces. You, You stood at a distance, and you drew. You know, you had your hand down by your iron. Yeah. You did the twitches, you did the fake outs, and then you drew, and whoever shot first lived to tell about it. Yeah. 
and you did that because you didn't have the guy there because this wasn't a this wasn't a proper Eastern duel. You know, it wasn't a gentleman's duel where you had a guy say, "All right, now you shoot him now." <laughs> now <Nah>, draw. <laughs> And now the other guy shoots you. Oh, he's dead already. Uh, sorry, they kind of, I kind of fucked that one up. All right, I guess you win. Um, there's also, I mean, there's also Shanghai rules, which I think is the best variation on dueling rules, where you you flip a coin, you throw a thingy up in the air, you know, or a third party does it, and when it hits the ground and fucking peaks the mic, <laughs> then you draw. It kind of sounded like a coin. Did you have a coin in the table? No, I just slapped it with my with my bare fucking hand. I, well, it sounded awfully like a coin hitting a surface I'm, and going titting. I'm very glad that my hand sounds Good. like it's made of zinc. Zinc, baby. Good for you, though. I'm I'm Mr. Zinc Hands. I'm Mr. Zinc Hands. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say about the old way. It's it's not as entertaining. It's not. It's not as schlocky as you would like it to be, and it never delivers on its tease of being a John Wick-style revenge thriller starring Nicolas Cage, which is very unfortunate because I would watch that movie. Agreed. Um, but yeah. nevertheless... It's, it's another couple hundred thousand dollars in Nicolas Cage's pocket. Yeah, go go buy, go buy another expensive Superman comic, Nick. You earned it. Yeah, and that's go gonna be it for this episode of the Saturn Studs Podcast. Kept it kept it reasonably short on you guys. How you like that? Yeah. Next week we'll be reviewing something at something came out next week. I wanna just watch Koala Man. Um that's a contender. Um I thought there was something that just recently came out on Netflix that we had been talking about beforehand. We'll figure it out. You'll find we'll out next week. We'll, we'll find out next week. You might know before we do. Who knows? Until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.